good morning and welcome to the New Mercies podcast. I am your host, Anthony Caldwell, and this is episode number 290. And today I want to start a series. We're going to start in the book of Habakkuk today. I want to look at these few chapters in this short book, uh, this Old Testament prophet that will, I believe, guide us into a new plane, a new experience with God. Maybe we'll see some new mercies out of this great old book. Uh, I want to read just the first four verses to you today, and I want to start here and give us a foundation as we look forward to see what God may be doing and what he may be showing us over the next couple of days in this great book in the Old Testament. I want to start by reading just the first four verses today. It starts out like this in Habakkuk 1.1, the oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. Those are the first four verses in this book. And so we see how Habakkuk starts out with this complain or this cry to God. I want you to think about this thought today. Has there ever been a time where you feel as though the Lord doesn't hear your cry? The Lord doesn't hear your ask for help. Uh, This is where Habakkuk found himself. His first couple of words are, oh Lord, why do you not hear me? I'm crying for help. I'm telling you there's violence everywhere and you're not doing anything about it. I'm not seeing you work. He says in verse three, why do you let me see what's wrong? And then you just idly look around and not do anything about it. There's destruction and violence all around me. I see it. You've given me eyes to see the wrong in the culture, and yet you are doing nothing to fix the wrongs that are being done. As he's in the middle of this discourse with God, he says this in verse 4, so the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. What that means is when there is a contempt for the law, when there's a contempt for moral behavior, let's say I know this may be a stretch for you to think about, but let's say in the culture there are people that don't have a foundation of truth or a foundation of moral understanding, or they don't think that truth is absolute. So there is a place where they don't believe that laws apply to everyone. What happens is things go unpunished, things go unseen, things are written off as a freedom of speech so people can cause violence or destruction or contention. If you hear the way that Habakkuk talks in verse number three, when he says destruction and violence are before me, what was going on is people were destroying other people's livelihoods. They were destroying other people's businesses. They were rioting. They were fighting. They were being mean and evil towards one another. And then it says strife and contention arise. It means that there were political issues going on. There were power struggles happening where people were fighting over one side or the other. And as I think about this, as I read this, I can't help but think of today and where we live and how we live in this world today and the strife that's all around us, the contention that's all around us. Nothing can happen without two sides forming. It doesn't matter any situation that comes up, two sides are going to form and two sides are going to bring this strife and contention and there's violence and destruction happening. 
And Habakkuk says, you're letting me see all of this and nothing's happening. I don't understand why you're not fixing it. His heart is broken. He's got this heavy, heavy weight on him. And when he says the law is paralyzed, what he means by that is whenever people don't think the law applies to them, then the law does no good anymore. You know, the law is meant to give us a conviction when we do something wrong. Well, whenever there is no conviction left, whenever there is a numbness to moral behavior or to doing the right thing or the wrong thing, when there is a numbness to that, then the law is paralyzed. It doesn't do any good anymore. And he says justice never goes forth. The justice never happens because there's a numbness to the law and therefore the law doesn't mean anything anymore to the people around. And he says, for the wicked surround the righteous. Here's what Habakkuk is seeing in this day in Israel. He sees a small number of people that are trying to do the right thing. And he sees all around them in this almost a tornado of activity. He sees this wickedness continuing to abound. Even though there's this small righteous number that are trying to do the right thing, trying to hold the line, yet because there's so much wickedness, justice, whenever justice goes forth, it goes forth perverted, is what he says in verse 4, meaning there are things that still happen. If we look at it in our time, we can see crime rates, we can see drugs, we can see drug trafficking, we can see prostitution, we can see all kinds of political corruption, we can see all of that going forward in the name of justice. And we know, according to the scripture, that's a perversion of truth, a perversion of what's right. And so Habakkuk sees this and he's brokenhearted over it. Have you ever had a burden so deep for a child or for a friend or for a loved one or for some cause that just keeps you up at night? That's the kind of burden that he, Habakkuk, is carrying for this nation. He sees all of these problems and he says, what's going to happen? Now, the good news is tune in tomorrow and you will see how the Lord answers. God is up to something. He is always up to something. Even though we think he's not hearing our prayers, even though we think our prayers aren't getting past the ceiling, the truth is God is already at work. He was working long before our prayers started, and he's going to continue working all throughout our prayers and after our prayers are over. He does not stop. So take heart today. The new mercy of God today, I believe, is the times we live in may be tough, but it's not anything new. It's nothing that's too obscure. It's nothing that God hasn't dealt with in the past. And he deals with it then and he's dealing with it now. So take heart today. Live a life of righteousness set before your maker, even if the surrounding is all wickedness. He sees you and he sees your heart. So make sure we are doing everything to bring glory and honor to him. 